Welcome to Zikhu Dafsi. My name is Ram Gold. Hi, and today we're Baba Kama, Daf Nun Base, the fifth parak, Shorsha Nagachasapara. So the three tops are going to focus on number one. The next mission states, Kisau Harishon, the first partner of a boar covered it. Bashin Matsmagua will Kisau, and the second one came and found it uncovered, Hasheni Chayev. The second one is Chayev. The Gemara asks, until when the first partner is exempt? And three opinions are given. Rav says, He's exempt until enough time passes for him to know the pit is uncovered. Once he sees it uncovered, they again share responsibility. Shmuel says, Until enough time passes for people to inform him the pit is uncovered, even if he did not see it himself. Shmuel says, Until enough time passes for people to inform him it's uncovered. And for him to hire workers, cut down cedar trees, and cover it with the wood. Pointing to the Gemara asks, if one covers a pit with a cover strong enough to withstand the weight of oxen, but not that of camels, and camels came and weakened it by walking on it, and oxen came and fell into the pit, what's the halacha? The Gemara clarifies that the cases where camels are not common, because if they were, he'd be high for the negligence, but they do come occasionally. Do we say he's negligent because he should have considered the possibility that camels would come and weaken his cover, making him vulnerable even to oxen? Or is he considered faultless since they do not commonly come? The Gemara suggests a proof in the Mishnah which states that if one covered his pit and an animal fell in, he's putter. If his cover was strong enough for these animals, how did it fall in? It must be where the cover was strong enough for the animal which fell in, but was weakened by camels which occasionally come in the area, and he still putter. The Gemara answers that the cover was adequate, but Shehisli Masocho became wormy from within, unbeknownst to the digger. And point number three, in another version, the Gemara says the above case is not a question because he's responsible for the camels which come occasionally. The question was asked even where camels are common, but they did not come. Shehisli Masocho, rather it became wormy from within. Do we say, since he was negligent regarding damaging of the cover by camels, he's also considered negligent regarding its becoming wormy, or perhaps we do not say, since he's negligent, and so on. The Gemara quotes a Bryce which teaches that if an ox which is deaf, deranged, young, or blind, or a normal ox walking at night falls into a pit, the owner is chayef. But if an intelligent ox falls into the pit, he's punted because the ox should have seen where he's going. We should say that since he was negligent regarding impaired oxen, he's also considered negligent regarding intelligent oxen. This proves we do not say migu. So once again, the three points are number one. The next mission states, Kisahu Harishon, if the first partner of a boar covered it, Ubashinu Matsumagula, Volo Kisahu, and the second came and found it uncovered, Hasheni Chayev, the second one is Chayev. The Gemara asks until when the first partner is exempt, and three opinions are given. Rav says, He's exempt until enough time passes for him to know the pit is uncovered. Once he sees it uncovered, they again share responsibility. Shmuel says, Until enough time passes for people to inform him the pit is uncovered, even if he did not see it himself. Shmuel says, Until enough time passes for people to inform him it's uncovered, and for him to hire workers, cut down cedar trees, and cover it with the wood. Pointing to the Gemara asks, If one covers a pit with a cover strong enough to withstand the weight of oxen, but not that of camels, and camels came and weakened it by walking on it, and oxen came and fell into the pit, what's the halacha? The Gemara clarifies that the cases where camels are not common, because if they were, he'd be high for the negligence, but they do come occasionally. Do we say, He's negligent because he should have considered the possibility that camels would come and weaken his cover, making him vulnerable even to oxen, or is he considered faultless since they do not commonly come? 
The Gemara suggests a proof from the Mishnah which states that if one covered his pit and an animal fell in, he's putter. If his cover was strong enough for these animals, how did it fall in? It must be where the cover was strong enough for the animal which fell in, but was weakened by camels which occasionally come in the area, and he's still putter. The Gemara answers that the cover was adequate, but Shehisli Masocho became wormy from within, unbeknownst to the digger. And point number three, in another version, the Gemara says the above case is not a question because he's responsible for the camels which come occasionally. The question was asked even where camels are common, but they did not come. Shehisli Masocho, rather it became wormy from within. Do we say, since he was negligent regarding damaging of the cover by camels, he's also considered negligent regarding its becoming wormy, or perhaps we do not say, since he's negligent, and so on. The Gemara quotes a Bryce which teaches that if an ox which is deaf, deranged, young, or blind, or a normal ox walking at night falls into a pit, the owner is chayef. But if an intelligent ox falls into the pit, he's put because the ox should have seen where he's going. We should say that since he was negligent regarding impaired oxen, he's also considered negligent regarding intelligent oxen. This proves we do not say migu. All right, so now we get our simon daf nun base, and our standard simon is a newbie to Yiddishkeit. Someone new to Yiddishkeit, a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. The newbie to Yiddishkeit on his way to do a mitzvah and inform a man that the board that he covered became uncovered, was disturbed when he discovered that the cover was only good for oxen, not camels, when camels occasionally come, and that it had become quite wormy. Once again, it's motion. The newbie to Yiddishkeit, newbie to Yiddishkeit, that must mean we're on duff. None bays. The newbie to Yiddishkeit on his way to do a mitzvah and inform a man that the board that he covered became uncovered, which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, if the first partner of a boar covered it, and the second came and found it uncovered, the second one is chayev. The Gemara asks, until when is the first partner exempt? And three opinions are given, one being that Shmuel says, it's until enough time passes for people to inform him the pit is uncovered, even if he did not see it himself. So the new B'ti Yiddishkeit on his way to do a mitzvah and inform a man that the board that he covered became uncovered, was disturbed when he discovered that the cover was only good for oxen, not camels, when camels occasionally come, which reminds us, the Gemara discusses a case where a cover is strong enough for oxen, but not for camels, which was weakened by camels, and then oxen fell in. So the Nubiti Yiddishkeit, on his way to do a mitzvah, and inform a man that the boar that he covered became uncovered, was disturbed when he discovered that the cover was only good for oxen, not camels, when camels occasionally come, and that it had become Quite wormy, which reminds us, the question was asked, even where camels are common, but they didn't come, rather became wormy from within, do we say, since he was negligent regarding damaging of the cover by camels, he's also considered negligent regarding it becoming wormy, or or perhaps we don't say, so once again, the Nubiti Dishkait on his way to do a mitzvah and inform a man that the board that he covered became uncovered, was disturbed when he discovered that the cover was only good for oxen, not camels, when camels occasionally come, and that it had become quite wormy. All right, so now it's time for Four Balabach Hazar. Daf Memches. So the similar Daf Memches relates to Moak brain, and we use brainiacs. So here goes. The brainiacs, why brainiac? That must be Daf Memches. Moak brain. 
The brainiac's wife baking in her neighbor's house, who was horrified when the neighbor's goat died from eating her dough, making her have to pay, which reminds us the Gemara that a woman once entered someone's house with permission to bake. The homeowner's goat ate the dough and died, and Rav required her to pay for the goat. This is because since she requires privacy because her arms are exposed during the process, the yard's owner removed himself from the property when granting her permission to bake there. Therefore, the responsibility of guarding his property is upon her. So the brainiac's wife baking in her neighbor's house, who was horrified when the neighbor's goat died from eating her dough, making Rechaev to pay, called her husband who was busy testing the water in a pit to see if it was fouled from a shore's body that fell into it or from the carcass's odor, which reminds the Mishnah Daf Memzayin Amabes had taught. If the trespasser's ox fell into the homeowner's pit and fouled its waters, its owner is chayv. Rav said this is only when it fouled the waters while falling into them, when it's classified as a shore. But if it fouled them after falling in, he's exempt. According to Rav, Rav's statement is revised to be that an ox's owner is only chayv shehivish megufo, where it fouled the waters with its body. But if it fouled them with the carcass's odor, he's put to be because grama ba'amu, it's merely causative damage. For grama ba'amu, machayev, and one is not chayev for mere causative damage. So the brainiac's wife baking in her neighbor's house, who was horrified when the neighbor's goat died from eating her dough, making her chayev to pay, called her husband who was busy testing the water in a pit to see if it was fouled from a shore's body that fell into it or from the carcass's odor. Unaware that an ox just fell into a pit behind him, killing his father, making its owner chayev and kofer, which reminds us the Mishnah taught that if the homeowner's father's son was in the pit, and was killed when the ox fell in, its owner pays kofer. The more asked that the ox is a tam and it's not liable to kofer. Rav answers that the animal was a muah to fall onto people in pits, and Rav Yosef explains that it was not killed the first three times because the cases where it saw vegetation at the pit's edge and fell in while trying to eat it, never intending to kill, and became a muad to do so. Daf Mem Tess. So the similar Daf Mem Tess is meat, and we often use a butcher. So here goes. As two women in the butcher shop, butcher shop, that must be more Daf Mem Tess, meat. As two women in the butcher shop were arguing who was worth more, the pregnant one or the one who had given birth, which reminds us the next mission explains how to evaluate the mevladus to pay when striking a pregnant woman caused a miscarriage. The Tanakhama says we assess a woman's value while pregnant and after miscarrying and he pays a difference. Or Mishim Gamuil says, if so, a woman increases in value after giving birth. Rather, we assess the offspring to determine their value. Rav explains Rav Mishmungamu's statement, since childbirth is dangerous, her value is lower when she's pregnant. Rather, we evaluate the fetuses themselves. So, as two women in the butcher shop were arguing who was worth more, the pregnant one or the one who had given birth, the butcher got a shock when it turned out that the Gior is buying meat using the mevlados she received when she was struck after her Gior husband died, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that if someone strikes a Gior who is married to a Gior and he dies without heirs, the damager is exempt from the mevlados. Rabbi says that if he struck her after the husband died, she has already acquired the offspring when he died and she receives the mevlados. Rabbi Chista objected, are offspring bundles of money that she can acquire them when her husband dies. Rather, if the husband died, no payment is made. So as two women in the butcher shop were arguing who was worth more, the pregnant one or the one who had given birth, the butcher got a shock when it turned out that the gear was buying meat using the demevladu she received when she was struck after her gear husband died was the wife of the gear he had lent money to and who had given him. A mashkan, which reminds us, if a ger's mashkan was in Israel's possession and the ger died, the Israel acquires the equivalent of the debt owed him and someone else can acquire the rest. Dafnun, so the Simran Dafnun is a non-stop flight. So here goes. The crew member from the Nizikin non-stop rescue team flight. Non-stop flight? That must be more in Dafnun. 
The crew member from the Nazikin non-stop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishusi Yachid, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, which reminds us it was taught in a Bryce where Rabbi Shmuel says that the boar described by the Torah is one whose opening is in Rishus of Rabim. Rabbi Kiva says the Torah's boar is where one was Mafkir's property, but not his boar, meaning a boar in Rishus Yachid where people may walk up to its edge. Two interpretations of the Machokas are broad. So the crew member from the Nazikin non-stop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishusi Yachid, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, saved a ditch digger's daughter who fell into a pit of water, but couldn't save his son, who died of thirst, which reminds the more relates the incident of the Chunyu Chofashikin, who would dig pits of water for the Oli Ragalim, where his daughter fell into a pit of water and was saved. Rechinina Bendosa was sure that she would be saved, since it was inconceivable that his daughter would be harmed through the very thing he sacrificed himself to provide the public. Yet his son did die of thirst, and Rechinina said, Kol Omer Kodesh Baruch Hu Anyone who says a Kodesh Baruch Hu is disregarding of sin, Yevatru Chayov, his life should be disregarded. Rather, the Pusik describes all of Hashem's ways as Mishpat, justice. So the crew member from the Nazikin non-stop rescue team flight, which landed by a boar in Rishus Yachid, where the owner was Mafkir's field, but not his boar, saved a ditch digger's daughter who fell into a pit of water, but couldn't save his son, who died of thirst, nor the cow that fell into a pit that died from the foul air. Which reminds us, Rav says, Bor of Torah, regarding the pit for which the Torah held the digger liable, his liability is for its foul air, but not for its impact in the fall. Gemara observes that Rub holds about the damage of impact, it's the ground of the earth which damaged him, which the digger doesn't own, as opposed to the foul air which he generated through digging. Shmuel says, his liability is for its foul air, and certainly for its impact. Dafnin Alf, so the simmer Dafnin Alf is a beaver because beavers gnaw. So here goes. The four tefach beaver, beaver, that must be duff, nun alif, nah. The four tefach beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefach boar, which reminds Gemara, it's an incident where an ox fell into a ditch, which was ten tefachim deep. The Gemara clarifies that Rav Nachman agrees that a fall of ten tefachim is required, but reason that since an animal's abdomen is four tefachim above the ground, and the ditch was six tefachim deep, it emerges that the animal fell ten tefachim into the ditch. The mission which holds the digger responsible for an animal's death only at a depth of ten tefachim is where the ox was lying down and rolled into the pit and didn't fall more than the depth of the pit. So the four tefach beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefach boar saw his beaver friend fall into a three tefach boar that three different people had dug, which reminds us of Bryce that teaches if one dug a pit ten tefachim and another one deepens it to twenty tefachim and a third person deepens it to thirty, they are jointly liable for its damages. So the four tefak beaver standing under the abdomen of a cow that was about to step into a six tefak boar saw his beaver friend fall into a thirty tefak boar that three different people had dug, that the second partner of the boar fell to cover, which reminds us, the Mishnah taught regarding a boar of two partners that if one passed by it and didn't cover it, then the second one passed by it and didn't cover it, the second person is liable. The rest, when it becomes the second person's responsibility, and two opinions are given. Number one, he's exempt when he left the second person using the pit, or number two, where he hands over its cover to the second person. The more clarifies that it's a machokas tanaim, which centers around Brera. All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of ten questions. Number one, which stuff do we learn about Nechunya Chofer Shichin and his daughter that was saved from the water, but his son died from thirst, and that Kush Baruch Hu is not a Vatran, that's on Duff? None. Good number two, which stuff do we discuss whether we say Migu in a case where the cover for a pit was not strong enough for camels, but he became wormy from within? That's on Dove? None base. Good number three, which stuff do we want a person can be high for an animal falling into a six Tvachim pit, since the animal's abdomen is four Tvachim off the ground? That's on Dove?
Nanoff. Good number four. Which up to discuss why the owner of Knox had fell into a homeowner's pit, killing his father's son, was liable in Kofer. That's on Duff. Memchas. Good number five. Which up to learn that three people who each dig ten fachim in the same bore are all chayev. That's on Duff. No, no. Good number six. Which stuff do you learn why the woman baking in her neighbor's property was high for the goat that died from eating her dough? That's on Duff. Mamachas. Good number seven. Which stuff do we discuss if the first partner of a boar covered the pit and then the second partner found it uncovered? Until when is the first partner exempt? That's on Duff. None base. Good number eight. Which stuff do you learn the Hamotzi Mechavero of Arai is called Gadol Bedin? That's on Duff. Membav. Good number nine. Which of the one when a bore of two partners becomes the second one's responsibility? That's on Duff. Nanoff. Good. Number ten. Which of the one what the din is in a case of an ox that gored a cow and a cow fetus was found by its side? That's on Duff. Membav. Excellent. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgoldhar from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.